Welcome back to the Pals Podcast. My name is George Butsalas. Psych. No, it's not. It's Ricky Liordi, and I'm your co-host, and I'm here with my dear pal, George Butsalas, a.k.a. Georgie B. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been called that in my life. This week, we had on Christina Pittam, uh, entrepreneur, fashion designer, uh, podcast host, vlogger. Uh, this girl's it's pretty pretty impressive. Done quite a bit. Um, she started a fashion brand called Lorena, which started as a, as a bodysuit brand. Kind of got into other verticals, uh, which she talks about in the episode. Talked about her how she got into podcasting and vlogging and fashion and, and all that good stuff. Really interesting. A really fun episode. Great discussion. Awesome guest. Um, yeah, my pal, Richard, who, uh, who's this episode brought we to you We want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Zillberry and Goose. Truly unique, entirely Canadian. They've sent us some great products. Awesome stuff. Check it out. We'll post the tag in the caption and in the bio. And Georgie, what do we say? LFG. Let's go. Started. Let's go. So, starting it up. You gonna tee it up? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, Georgie, I was gonna let you tee it up today. So, today we've got the lovely Christina Pittam in the studio. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Welcome for having to the me. Podcast. Uh, usually I start off the podcast, but we said, uh, you know what? Today we'd let Georgie fire off the first question. So, Getting big moment. This, <laughs> this is a big no, moment. It's, not, it's honestly, it's not like it's a minute anything, but we're like, we just realized you're leaving for the UK tomorrow. Yeah. So, is this like your last like stop or like just. Back on the plane first thing tomorrow morning and you're out of here? Yeah, basically. I mean, I have a couple things left to do. I feel like there's always things, loose ends that you have to tie right before you leave, no matter how prepared you think you are. But yeah, yeah this is like one of the last like work work things, I guess. I'm going to call it work thing because it's like wow. a little self promotion. Ah, I like that. Ah. I like that we are a work thing. I this think makes so. me feel very official. Some yeah. PR, you yeah, know? Yeah, of course. 100%, man. <laughs> well, you're like, uh, I mean, you do a little bit of everything. You're fashion, started your own fashion brand, you podcast, you vlog. I don't know, first of all, how you find the time to do everything, which yeah. is pretty don't crazy. And then now you're, you're lifting back up, going to the UK. I mean, yeah, Crazy. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still like kind of living there. I have my two year visa, so technically, my plan was to be there. Obviously, with everything happening, so uncertain. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I want to get a job there if I can. I feel like now the only reason to stay would be that because mm-hmm. you know the networking events aren't there and like all of that isn't there. So I need to have like a solid reason. If not, mm-hmm. you know, my company is based out of Toronto, so it makes sense for me to be here as well. But you can do a lot of the stuff like you do everything remotely more or less, right? Like you're yeah. are you're like are your manufacturers everyone based in Toronto or is like people are scattered all over? How does that Yeah, so it's I mean everything is based here. We are a small company, like a year and a half in. So we are local local production we have like a small team my mom obviously helps me a lot too so she kind of does all of the like operation stuff shout out to the mothers listening <laughs> we got we got a lot of mothers listening so shout out to you honestly mom's the biggest fans of this episode yeah, this, this podcast sorry yeah 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 so and just so so ricky knows it's lorena is yeah the brand. so yeah rick's a little bit new in the designer side he's not as up yeah, to, man, up to speed I'm just like h&m t-shirt <laughs> steady like no i'm kidding actually not really <laughs> you wear that shit we've worn that i wear my pals podcast shirt everywhere every day it is available online the palspod.com 34.99 yeah they're going like hot i don't even get know how much they cost we're gonna do a collab with lorena for the next one so oh, we'll get these while they're it. hot oh. every guy is like do, uh, you need to make bodysuits for men i'm like 
Maybe not body suits, but Maybe we do body suits for Wait. women with the Pals we podcast. Do onesies. That's good. Actually. Sick ass onesies. Good. Should we do a cross collab? Uh, we're discuss this. Uh, let us live know. Live, I just heard it. You just heard it here. Um well no, yeah, talking about that. What's your favorite part of what you do? Is it do you like the fashion side the most working with the vlog, podcast? What's your the thing you enjoy most about what you do? Which one aspect of it is it? I mean, I would say, I mean, I got into like content creation and influencing early on, but I kind of used that and the reason to grow that because I wanted to start Lorena, which is for you guys listening, a women's wear label based out of Toronto. Everything is made ethically and we're trying to be as sustainable as we can um, as well. But yeah, we are, I mean, for me, it's, it's really like having the platform and then being able to like connect with my community and then translate them into potential customers yep. so i love building a business it's really fucking hard though it's definitely way harder than i thought it would be it took way longer and it's taking way longer than i thought it would and it really you know you can't really predict that yeah yeah, yeah. um well, especially 2020 nobody can predict this <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. but i think everything that i do and this is at least what i tell myself to make it sound a little bit more sane but everything that i do do kind of goes hand in hand in working with one another so you know, obviously having a platform and a community translates into customers, which is what I mentioned before, but also like everything is fashion related. In the podcast, I interview guests of people that I admire, that I aspire to be, mm -hmm. and I get like to have a, an hour conversation with them. So I'm kind of like, this is all like a win-win. It's like you're doing yeah. almost like you're doing R&D for your brand, getting to pick their brain and understand what they've gone through and how that transits to what you're doing. So it's all kind of like, there's synergies across what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Oh, sorry, I was just no, gonna no, say, because go I guess the vlog and the podcast is based for your fashion line, right? Like it's kind of, it all leads to that, that center almost. Well, it's funny you say that because <clears throat> for a while I was, you know, trying to do the content creation thing or influencer thing, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And well, both, I guess they're, they both kind of hand yeah, in hand, they, but like, yeah, you can't yeah, be an I influencer mean, if you don't create content, but you're also a content creator. Cause like you, you edit all your stuff, like your videos, your vlogs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so like, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, there's like a, so like you can be right? like, you can post pictures on Instagram and be like an influencer, but you also like editing as part of the thing that goes behind the scenes. Like that's the tough part too. So mm -hmm. technically, yeah, content creation kind of goes hand in hand with it. Yeah. So I, um, um, I wasn't even trying to fly. So okay. yeah, you stop. What, what, I, I can't remember now what you what you had asked originally. I was just saying that how it all leads <laughs> oh, into yes, fashion, yes. Right? the podcast, the oh, vlog. Yeah. yeah, it's all working towards that. I guess your love for fashion, right? And then eventually, obviously, building your own brand, building your own company. Yeah, all these things helped you to get to this this current spot. So I re remember what I was going to say now, and I was going to say, you. <laughs> thank you. Pale the model like how. You know, I was trying to do this, you know, thing, but separate from my brand. And it's such a competitive space. You know, everyone is an influencer these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone has an Instagram following. Or so it's an influencer. It's, it's hard <laughs> no to stand out. No, <laughs> um, but so my friend was kind of reframing it to me. And she's like, why don't you make your brand an extension of Lorena instead of it being the other way around? So now I am actually trying to make all of my platforms be like, Lorena, Lorena be at like yeah at the beginning or at the core and then everything else kind of stemming off of that makes sense so do you find that like has your have your vlog because you also vlog as well mm -hmm. has that changed or because you've always kind of had it's always been very fashion based from what I remember um, like has, has it changed or has that kind of always been that way and your podcast changed to adapt more or did you have to kind of shift everything to align with the narrative more I'm in the process of shifting it but um, something that I started when I was in the beginning of you know developing the brand was 
doing you know behind the scenes vlogs of like what goes down in the process and really educating people on the process and I dropped one vlog and it did like the first one I guess of the series and it did really well and people were like oh my god like I this is so helpful and I was like okay I have something here um so I dropped a few others and now we're kind of like paused for a bit but I have the three vlogs that I told you I have to edit um (laughs) those are mostly like all behind the scenes stuff so whether it's like my day-to-day me driving to Hamilton to the seamstress going to my pattern maker doing fittings um or you know we just did two campaign shoots so also behind the scenes of that so it really is I think the feedback I've gone is that it's really great to see the process and that's also what's differentiating me from other vloggers or yeah yeah, yeah. so to talk about that I guess that episode what's a typical day or week look like for you like i guess the behind the scenes stuff so you said the seamstress the pattern maker photo shoots yeah so right now because of quarantine before before going to london yeah um and even back now like the past four months i've been doing product development just trying to pump out as much con um as much products that we can to like launch over the next few months because i am here and it is very hands-on um but i guess my day in the life or week week in the life would be I have to go to, I have designs that I come up with. Um, I had an intern that helped me with the technicals because I don't really have a skill set in that. And then once we have the designs that we like, we go into the pattern maker and we kind of ask him to make some samples or some patterns for us. Um, Then I bring the patterns to the seamstress. She makes the sample. And then once I try it on, we normally have adjustments. Um, It really depends on the piece, but you normally don't get it on the first try, you know, now we're actually launching, we just launched a new category, I think by the time this comes out, which is tops. So we definitely, we've diversified, uh, diversified our product line since the quarantine happened, seeing as, you know, our body suits are a little bit more expensive, a little bit higher price point, And maybe people don't really have the means to spend on that on a brand that they don't trust yet. Yep. So with the new product line, we wanted to offer tops that were a little bit of a lower price point that might, you know, get people to build and trust the brand and then kind of build that long-term customer that will buy a bodysuit down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is, yeah, pattern maker, seamstress, try it on, try on the sample, then go back to the pattern maker, make adjustments, go back to the seamstress. So it's just a lot of like rotating. (laughs) When you say this, I'm thinking, have you guys ever watched, um, made in America? The show with the uh, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi on yeah. HBO. It was on HBO. They only did one season. So this guy, Kid Cudi, he loves. The- he wanted to make jeans. I forget the guy's yeah. name. He kind of looked like, a little bit like Lil Dicky. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wanted to. It was a great shot. I don't know why it got yeah. canceled. So the idea behind it is he wanted to make jeans, right? He's like, New York, I got he lived jeans. in New York City. He's like, I want to make these cool jeans. So he got them. He measured them. Sent them to I guess like the seamstress or whoever makes jeans, and they gave him these like ugly like straight legged bell bottoms almost. And he get it goes into this like meeting with this really important fashion designer to try and sell him these jeans, and he's like, I can't believe I'm wearing these. He walks in there, the jeans look terrible, obviously, but he was wearing <laughs> this like graphic, graphic tee. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking about when you're saying that you're going back to first samples, never good. I'm just thinking that first sample, just like horrendous. And you're like, <laughs> I gotta go back to the drawing board. Seamstress, like everyone's on phone, like speed dial. Yeah. Well, it's really, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it's just when you think that what you created is going to come out the way it does it in your mind in your mind and then it doesn't yeah. it's just like it's almost like devastating Heart you're like, shattering. Yeah, yeah you're just like wow like this yeah. sucks like i remember i was i started you know developing the brand a year before we launched and i 
thought I had finally like gotten a sample that would be good uh, right before going to Coachella. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wear it to wear, the yeah. Revolve party. <laughs> yeah. And then this like is, all this is like 20, 27, 16, 17? Mm, two years ago, three 20, years ago. 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2017 because we launched November 1st, 2018. Okay. So went, yeah, so... I went to go, I, I, I bought this like special colored fabric too. Cause I was like, oh, it's like Coachella. Like it's, you know, burnt orange. Like it'll be good with the oh, tan, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I get, you know, this seamstress to make it. Um, and it literally came out like absolute <laughs> shit. It didn't fit anywhere. It didn't hold anything. Like our competitive advantages is that our bodysuits are good for like holding up your bust it did none of that and i like went into the car and i actually put this in the vlog and i was like literally crying because it was just like in your mind you're like i created this masterpiece and in reality it was like i created this piece of like why doesn't it fit right (laughs) this is before you flew to coachella with it like you tried it here like oh yeah i didn't bring it with me okay (laughs) i was like imagine the party you were just pictures of walking through coachella with this thing that doesn't fit properly (laughs) yeah because like i mean um, that would have been pretty bad but yeah definitely good to try it on before you yeah no i tried it on at her place and i was like in the bathroom and i was literally crying and you're trying to tell this lady like oh you didn't screw up you did a good job well it's funny because i was I had a lot of trouble finding a seamstress when I was starting out. I don't know why. How do you There's find a seamstress? Sorry. Like, is that a Kijiji. Kijiji. I have no idea. Right? Or yeah, yeah. referral. But I would have no idea. I'd be like, mom. Yeah. <laughs> mom, do you know somebody? I mean, if your mom knows, tell her to let me know Lame. who to work with. If you know somebody, hit her up. Um, but it's, it's weird. Like, it's the access to resources for seamstresses or pattern makers or manufacturers isn't readily available in, in Toronto. Are they like mom and pop shops? Are they like big like bulk stores like who who is there like a place that you go that they have 10 seamstresses <laughs> working or is it like someone's basement both we both? have a mix okay. of both yeah okay. so, so we actually have two that wasn't manuf- a dumb question no, I, I, I'm, I'm not looking, looking, I, I, I don't think anyone thought it was a dumb question my uh my <laughs> Rick's, Rick's first judging his own yeah questions. my first girlfriend went to um uh fit yeah or parsons what are the, what's the big fashion school in they're New York? both they're both bang uh, well she went to one of those then, for sure <laughs> And, uh, like, I remember, like, I just picture her working in, like, a little, like, 100-square-foot room, like, no windows, like, with a little sewing machine. That's what, like, in my head I picture. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't know what she's doing now, but I'm sure she's probably doing something if she went to one of those schools, right? Yeah, yeah hopefully. I mean, hopefully. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's really a mix of both. Like, we do work with two manufacturers based out of Toronto um, that will do larger scales. So, if we make over 100 units units of a certain style then we can go to them but because we are a smaller brand and it is you know you don't really want to invest in inventory because you don't want to be like sitting on product um working with a seamstress who maybe has a helper or if it's just her even um is normally the best way it's a higher margin Mm -hmm. obviously but it's yeah you just you don't want to like have you know pieces laying around yeah, thousand, that you'll have to throw out pieces, yeah. yeah you have a little more customization you can be more, a little more hands-on it's going to cost totally. you more per piece but at least that way you can be a little more flexible yeah so what's of all the pieces you've done so far since the launch to now what's been the biggest hit the biggest hit like not maybe not a whole product like even one release or one line or maybe one product like anything i mean i'd say our first collection which was our core collection yeah. um is the best it's the number one seller it's not seasonal which is great so you can wear it all year round and that also helps you know because we can keep it all the time and we can have a bit of inventory um held in that in those styles as well but i'm really excited for the the tops that we're launching this week and next week so 
we I'm have, assuming all women's tops, right? Yeah. Damn. Oh, actually, we are doing one silk blouse, like an oversized blouse. Oh, that's my shit. That is gonna be unisex. It's like okay. almost like a Miami style, like like silk like open wavy shirt. Nose. Oh, perfect, <laughs> perfect. George, I'll cop year. one. I'll cop one. Georgie's soul. <laughs> honestly, sure. my closet, like behind this wall, it's just like it's like t- white plain t-shirts and then just like silk like type like pattern shirts or plain yeah shirts. well yeah. i was actually talking to uh, matt about it and yeah. he's like oh i would wear that i was like okay wait that gave me the idea let's make it like unisex mascot style i mascot would wear it style. mascot yeah. style so just also jumping back so we both know your core collection what does your core collection entail so they know so our core collection are our we have six styles right now um but it is growing and we have the black and ivory bodysuit but they have our signature features which are bus support uh seamless wear and um an adjustable closure with a thong bottom um which for women listening like it's honestly a huge thing because it's hard to find something that like fits well that isn't going to show like panty lines and all of that when you're wearing jeans and all and all that stuff so that's something that's like not very common or like it's not as common people don't do it well like what makes yours different than than most like i personally was struggling to find something that was like sexy but supportive yeah when i kind of you know started to do my research sorry so body suits do they have support or they do not have support it depends on the fabric really so So some fabrics have support and some don't yeah like say if you were a ribbed tank even you know yourself it would be like looser and stretchier than if you wore, you know, maybe something with more compression in it, like that you'd work out in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's sort of, yeah. So we, we really managed to nail the fit with obviously a combination of the pattern, the way that the, the fabric is sewed together, but also the fabrics that we use. Um, and yeah, they just, they can hold up your boobs without a bra. So it just worked out really well. And Fire. we kind of want to be known for that and be like the one-stop shop for bodysuits. But now, you know, we are diversifying. So I think that we can, there's always room to do that. If your audience wants it, like there's no reason, there's no reason not to. Agreed. I was going to go back on, on the samples. Do you get better at making samples? The more samples you make, is it like the first one you had to redo three or four times? Now it's like you bang out a sample and it's like almost bang on. Um, kind of like with our body suits, for example, we always use like our existing styles to recreate so we can nail okay, it so it's a little bit easier yeah, yeah but when you're going into now so let's say bodysuit versus your new tops yeah your first bodysuit how many samples did it take before you were like yes this is it honestly like the moss which is like our iconic style that took me like five to six months to develop like i don't even know how many samples okay so <laughs> now, now compared to now what's the the, the, the new t-shirts you guys are launching i think the most samples that we made were like three okay so but some crazy it just takes more time in the background yeah exactly and honestly i think there's kind of this rule of thumb with most designers it's like if you have to do more than like four samples maybe it's not working and you should just change the design oh okay yeah that's like a rule of thumb Kind, kind of, of. <laughs> yeah. it's an unwritten rule. And, Don't when, coin. <laughs> and when you were doing your first one you never thought like was there a point where you're like fuck it's been five months like do i keep going or do like like were you okay so let me rephrase that were you set on making this like your product that you knew that's what you wanted to make or at a certain point you're like okay maybe this is not right maybe i should make like jump the t-shirts instead or were you just set on making it no matter how many it took to make it this one style or bodysuits the bodysuits the first products you launched the first like first line i I knew it had to be bodysuits because i developed the whole business plan in a course in school actually like the one 
key takeaway from university was this course (laughs) at entrepreneurship and they you know they made us test and test and like ask people and validate like our idea so there was a niche in the market and I knew that was the only way to do it because I actually originally thought maybe I'll do menswear and there's a gap in like you know menswear that isn't you know high high end but isn't zara yeah. or h&m <laughs> um rick's a big h&m guy if it's I used $10 to be t-shirt it's I value be, how do you go yeah, wrong i used to be a zara guy too actually now i just i don't have time to go to malls anymore yeah Online we shopping. shop very differently yeah very like for different. me I'd, like, I'd rather buy a like a 10 dollar t-shirt once a month and wear it a couple times and each month i'll just buy another it's ten dollar t-shirt Ricky. yeah you oh, no, I, that I, donate, I don't think i donate them i don't throw anything out i always donate my clothes when i'm done with them okay well still fast fashion is kind of like well, it's yeah. like it's dead we'll, yeah. we'll be dead soon well, you know what, I mean? what if i spent like 200 dollars on like a long tee and it's like I don't, I don't wear long tees anymore but one summer i wore them like every day i don't know like those shirts we're talking about the ones like the, the meek and style shirts like i buy like ones that i spend yeah, money on and yeah. i've worn one like i traveled the world with one of the mine and it's still sitting in my closet. I don't wear it as often now, but like, yeah, nicer I stuff find like- I buy, spend less, more money on less stuff and I wear it more often. And I get more use out of it. Yeah. It, yeah. That's kind of like building a capsule wardrobe too. You, you have nicer things that you like, but less of them. Yeah. Like in, in terms of nicer clothes, like, yeah, my suits, my dress shirts and stuff like that, I'll, I'll splurge on, well, not splurge, but like uh, you need to get a nice suit. You can't be 30 years old without a, a couple proper suits. Yeah. For Even sure. though I don't wear them, I maybe wear a suit five times a year, seven times a year. You still need to have some, like, yeah. And I don't plan on changing my size much over the next ten years, so I hopefully I'm going to be the size for a while. The idea is that you have a couple, you know, let's say thousand dollar suits that fit you really well. But like for me, t-shirts and like stuff that are like a seasonal, mm-hmm. I'd rather just spend again like ten, fifteen bucks in an H and M t-shirt. By the end of the summer, it's gone. I donated it somewhere else, and fall I buy couple more i do a lot of my shopping in florida though outlets that's my thing i'm an outlet guy <laughs> Rick you're like bu- complete opposites <laughs> yeah i'm like Rick is like outlet. if it's value on sale he'll buy it just to buy it sometimes Rick's like i'm like, gonna eat it tomorrow Rick's like it's 50 percent off how do you go wrong you just oh, buy it and he'll keep it like i have to go with a purpose if it's on sale and i don't want it i'm not buying it just to buy yeah. it whereas if you yeah. send this guy to an outlet mall comes back with like a, a couple yeah. hundred bucks when, in I, when i go to florida <laughs> it's actually insane like i'll buy because i do all my shopping basically in florida i go to florida once or twice a year so well, I'll go this like, year you're gonna miss out because well, you yeah, can't get over there. Basically, why I'm wearing my Pals podcast shirt every day, twenty nine ninety nine, thepals.com, palspod.com. Um, yeah, so I basically when I go to Florida, I'll buy like four shoes, like sneakers, whatever, low tops, high tops. I buy maybe like a pair of loafers. I buy two or three pairs of jeans, a bunch of dress shirts, swim trunks, everything. It's like six hundred bucks American. And I'm like, I know the quality isn't the greatest, but I'm going to get at least a year out of this until I come back to Florida next year. I'm going to buy it all over again. Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, not really, because the, the Sawgrass Mills outlet, like, I went pretty, no, I bought so, quite Sawgrass a bit. Sawgrass Mills, yeah. That's, a, like, that's a top line outlet, stuff, right? That's, that's like the A1 outlet mall yeah, yeah, yeah. in probably, like, there's some sick shops And probably, there. I don't know, North America. I don't know any better, but yeah. even the kind of little small ones in Fort Myers, um, I forget what it's called. The one who went to that I'm one. I'm going blank. Oh, my God. Bought a, bought a North Face jacket there in the yeah. middle. We're in Florida. It's like 30 degrees. <laughs> and, I bought, and I bought a North Face winter like And this guy jacket. says, I buy things I don't need. You socks. It was a good deal. It's a nice jacket. And it's a good deal. Fire jacket. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, anyway, we take away from you here. Jump. I, I know we were where we were at. I was yeah, going to answer your question about the body oh, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so I decided to, yeah, stick to that niche because I knew that I would succeed better since I literally have no background in fashion other than my interests. And that's why it took me so long to develop over six 
five to six months yeah. that one style because it's not it's like I had no idea what I was doing like okay. I literally had no idea when I decided to start I was like okay you had an idea yeah. well I had an idea but I was like okay how do I start this I need a pattern maker didn't even know that okay let's find one on Kijiji I have no idea about fabric properties and if I knew about fabric properties I would have been able to pick something that was more suited for what I was trying to do yeah so there's just so many things that play into it. And I thought if I tried to create a whole collection without having a night, you know, having a fashion design background, it just wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't work out. Yeah, but I feel like you can appreciate when you finally got that piece that you were like, this is it. You can appreciate it so much more because you're looking back and you're thinking like to that first sample you got and you're like, for quote unquote, this is crap. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you finally get the good product that you love and you're so happy with. You're like, wow, like looking back five months before you almost, it's like you got that first one. Like, is it even possible to make what I'm envisioning in my head? Because mm-hmm. you know it's so hard. Like to, to get the first sample, you probably put so much work and energy and time and money into Blood, it. Blood, sweat, and tears, baby. Yeah, right? And then it's like, <laughs> and you got it back and you're like, I'm not happy with this. So then the next, I guess, three, four months to build it each step one by one by one and roadblocks in the way and you know all these other things that are kind of hindering you. And then you finally get that one piece and it's like, yes, I did it. Like, thank God it's... Your aha moment. Well, yeah. It feels like you were on it. That's like your Everest. Like that's what you wanted to do. That's your passion. That's like you started with an idea. Mm-hmm. I must have been so gratifying to have that first one that actually like, you're like, yeah, like this is it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just when you're doing, when you're in the process or during your journey, you're just like, how could this be? Like nothing could be worse. And then like you get like, you know, pushed discouraged, down, yeah. discouraged so many times. But then when you look back, when you finally achieve something, you're like, it wouldn't even feel that great if I didn't struggle so much throughout yeah. the process. So it honestly comes full circle eventually. It just, you yeah, have to yeah. be able to stick through that far. And I think that's also what defines like entrepreneurs versus people who don't really make it. It's like not giving up literally yeah. just like how resilient can you be? Uh, yeah. And you'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. We, um, we had um, a couple of ones that really come to mind of our recent episodes is Freddie Gervaisi and Kylie McLeod. So Kylie, when she was talking about love butter, foreplay love butter, she said the first sample felt like just like a tub of like gr- gross like moisturizer. <laughs> she said like, it was she, like a, yeah, coconut like, like it just like it was like a chunk of like blob. Yeah. Almost. I can't remember the word she used. Yeah. And she was like, it was so disheartening. I think she like called her partner and started crying. Yeah. And then we had like Freddie Gervaisi come on talking about his uh, company, Master Wellness, Mastermind. And they do like CBD products yeah. and that. Mm-hmm. And, and he was talking about like, he's got so many ideas and his partners are like nine out of 10, like, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. So it, there's so like with those entrepreneurs, you find that there's that common theme. It's like, you have to stick with it. You have to be resilient. You have to keep pushing through those boundaries or else you're never going to reach that the yeah. mountaintop. Right. So yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. One thing Freddie says, the way he describes it, he's like, I, I'm going to miss represent what he said but he's like he's like you know half the time i come up with ideas and he's like i'm the smartest guy in the world like i have these ideas and i'm a genius and i go tell people and they're like you're an idiot it's not gonna work and he's like sometimes i gotta reel it back and realign but he's like you have to be kind of crazy like mm-hmm. yeah it's said. i think we both said like you have to kind of borderline like being like a genius but also being a little bit like crazy in the head to like have this vision and stick through it even when you fail when you try to do five months and it keeps like not working like you got to be a little like... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they always say, and by they, I mean, you know, people maybe that I look up to, that I listen to on podcasts that I'm kind of taking advice from. You really have to like keep your blinders on. Like mm-hmm. you really can't pay attention to what other people are doing, which is so hard, right? Yeah. Um, but if, if you do, then you're going to take the feedback that maybe wasn't the one that you should have taken and then not go for that idea that could have been, 
you know, yeah, the most you successful your one. Big, yeah, your big break. Yeah. What was the fir- what was the one moment that sticks out in your head? May or if it was that Coachella one, but one that sticks <laughs> out where you're like, like maybe this is not for me. Maybe I got to give up. Was there an ever a moment, or mm-hmm. you knew always like you no, wanted to do it? No, there hasn't. So that's really? why I've like continued to do it. I like know that it's gonna work out. I just like don't know how long it's gonna take me to get there. Yeah, but I, I like it. know that it's gonna be. Like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Sort of you've like. always said that, which I actually thought like I respect with the muscle. Like you're like, did you change shit. your mind? Like, <laughs> I'm actually curious because like a lot of like, I mean, with anything in life, like we have projects yeah. that we work on, we have this stuff, and like there's times the same thing where like we know, or like even when I do something, I know that like if I believe in this, I'm gonna do it, and it might not be as big or succeed. Mm-hmm. It might only impact a small portion of what I think it will, but I I don't know. We're the same way. It's like you really like if you believe it, like. I don't know. Maybe it is a stretch, but I believe like you do manifest something and you believe oh, you can sure. achieve it and you just put your blinders on and work like you can. Um, but again, some people, they get discouraged and it's like, hey, maybe it's not for me and, and they yeah, come but up, right? Yeah, the idea, it's like F what other people think. Right? As long as you're happy with what you're doing and you know and you have that goal in mind and you see the light at the end of the tunnel, that's all that matters because like not for nothing, when you go to bed, I say this all the time, when you go to bed at night, like you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be with whoever it doesn't matter. You close your eyes, you're in your own head. And if you're happy with what you did that day or that week or that month or the product you created, you know, F everybody else. If you're happy with it, it'll show. And if you're passionate about it and you truly believe in what you're doing and what you're building and the product you're selling, people will buy it. That's how kind of, at least that's what I personally believe. I think yeah. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, no, that's, I believe in that as well. It, it seems like it doesn't make sense, but it's like if you're really passionate about it and it means something to you, people see that. And even just seeing that makes them want to buy it. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. That is a big thing. Sorry, that is a big part of it too. Like what doesn't matter what line of work you're in. Like if you're, if you, you own a restaurant, you're passionate about the food you serve. Even if it's not, not a Michelin star restaurant, if you care about the stuff you put into it and you can like, you convey that to your customers, they'll say, wow, this person really likes what they do and they put a lot of passion into it. I mean, if you do a podcast and they hear you come across that way and you're really genuine about what you do and you're not doing it for the wrong reasons, people like buy into it, right? I mean, you're clearly doing something with like sustainability and, and all this stuff with your brand. Locally it's not, yeah. It. And like, I mean, it's not, I guess it doesn't seem like it's just about like the profits, if you want all that stuff. Like you're doing things with your heart and soul into them. So I guess people like, who knows when it'll hit, but I'm sure at some point people mm-hmm. will see that what goes into it. And, and that's a big, like, you don't see that with too many brands out there these days, right? seems like everyone's trying to make something, throw it on Instagram and sell it. Well, like, everyone yeah. can do that. So unless you set yourself apart, like, I don't think there's longevity to the brand that you're trying to build. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask, how'd you come up with the name? Lorena? So I actually came up with the entire... I see the big smile <laughs> coming on. She's like, okay, there's, I know there's a good story like, now. Yes, good question, Ricky. <laughs> um, I came up with the entire concept of the brand, including the name, on a flight to New York for my 21st birthday, which is... Oh. So, so in an hour and a half, I like got it all down. Were you by yourself wow. with friends? Um, I mean, I was sitting by myself, but like my mom my and my friend and her friend were on the flight. Okay. okay. So like you sat down, birthday. drinking, no drinking? No alcohol. Wow, just... <laughs> so, sober thoughts. Um, <laughs> Valid question. <laughs> yeah, fair. No, it's true, it's true. <laughs> um, so I, I came up with Lorena because the first thing I was like, okay, I want the brand to be about um, like obviously incorporating, you know, women and female figures and all of that, but not in a, cheesy way that's overdone because i know a lot of brands capitalize on that now they're like yeah we're like female empowered and all this and i think that's important to consider but i didn't want it to be like at the forefront in a cheesy way so i came with the concept i think before i came up with the name and the concept that i wanted was 
to have four archetypes that represented the brand and the four archetypes would be four different you know body shapes of women so not saying you know there's only four body shapes but it's like you know big boobs big butt big butt big boobs small boobs no butt and then no butt big boobs right yeah those are the four yeah i don't know if i overlapped but (laughs) so and then i picked kind of iconic queen-like figures of the contemporary world to represent those so it's not super distinct on our site and it's something that we want to work on over time so that we can actually you can pick the archetype that you sort that of your body most yeah that you resonate with and then we can suggest the best styles for that um and um with those four so there's like queen b which is like the beyonce body queen v like victoria beckham um queen d princess diana and queen k which is like kim kardashian which is obviously the big tits big butt yeah (laughs) Yeah. i think we got that one yeah yeah, that's the obvious one (laughs) um and then with that i was like okay i want like if that's what the brand is going to represent um then i want the name to tie into that so lorena means the queen in spanish and i'm half spanish so i was like let me like add in some of my you know background into that um and then that's kind of basically how it all started. And then we decided to name the suits slightly like later on, but I wanted to name them in a way that would correlate with our whole, you know, idea. And so now all the suits take the last names of iconic queen like figures. Um, so you have the Moss, the Campbell, um, the Monroe. Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah, picture um, Kate Moss right there <laughs> on that wall. Far one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Icon. And all the names are kind of going to be following that yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how the whole thing kind of came together. An so, hour and a half late. Yeah. I was just like, this So you is got it. to New York. Were you like, I can't enjoy this trip. I need to work. No. Or he's like, enjoy this trip when I get back. I was like, like yes. Like I finally got this. Now I can go back with like having, you know, progressed, I guess a yeah, little bit. Yeah. That's crazy. And an hour and a half to come up with that. Like that's pretty, that's pretty good it's a great it name probably I think lingering, it's, but right yeah. but still like, it's probably on like the tip of your tongue and it just finally just came out yeah, yeah. i think yeah. so um that's pretty cool that's honestly I a really like cool story yeah Thank just you. on a flight to new york and like kind of like going to the like not fashion maybe the fashion capital of north america is I, that fair the thing is like new york the first time i went i was like this is a dream it was like just i just loved it and like that feeling i think is what i correlated like me going to new york again like for my birthday yeah, this yeah. time um kind of meant for me so when i was on the flight i was like okay like i'm so excited like to go to this massive city that's just like so inspiring and i think that's kind of how you know the juices started flowing yeah makes sense what's uh what's your favorite part about new york i just like how like grand it is but now again that's what i like about london as well and it seems even more grand and there's more history but I don't know. New York, it just, it just really inspires me. I don't know if it's because of the fashion scene, if it's because it feels like you can literally like do anything there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to like tap into like how I felt the first few times I went to New York. Now yeah, I've, yeah. you know, kind of been multiple times, yeah. um, but I could live there. No problem. I don't know what the pandemic living there situation, but I could definitely see yeah, myself like living all things there. like p- pandemic excluded. Would you now that you live in London mm-hmm. between London, and New York, which one appeals to you more? I don't know. I feel like I haven't experienced London enough. Okay. Like I, my trip got cut short. I was there for two months, like on the dot. Two months is still a good amount of time though. Yes. Yeah, when you plan over two years, that's like, I didn't plan. Yeah, well, I didn't plan for two years. That's the thing. Okay. Like, but I did, I, all of January I was in trade shows or where, sorry. I, or yeah. 
no february i was doing trade shows all oh, trade in shows. i was taking advantage that i was in europe and there's like so many trade shows in france um some in london as well that i was going to so i like i, I was gone most of the month so that gave me like one yeah only had a month and a half month. yeah but um i don't know i always thought I mean, i'm doing it backwards like london is where i would could live and like you know raise a family or whatnot and then new york is like where you go when you're younger and you're just like you know yeah. toughen it out and it's just like anything goes because like whatever it's you're in that like go go fa- like that fashion world just like mm-hmm. meeting people just like meeting brands collaborating with people all that stuff and just like just moving non-stop yeah and partying obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes without saying they kind of go i mean fashion yeah. that kind of go hand in hand yeah but i don't know i feel like i could still go back and live in new york but now i'm trying to think you know i don't know if i could s- i don't know if i see myself in london the rest of my life really yeah like just because of like the circumstances now or just no. after you've been there it's like i don't know like i even actually on the side babysit for a family yeah. in london and they are pretty much like what i guess would be like the ideal situation yeah, you know yeah. great family live in a wonderful area the parents are actually both american and the kids have an english accent and that's something i always like <laughs> yeah, it was like oh kids. i want my kids to have english accent because <laughs> yeah, yeah. then they sound so educated and proper and stuff <laughs> fair fair so it's literally it's funny it's like what i had envisioned and it's literally in front of me and i'm like it, a part of that for them but i don't know i'm just like i don't know if this would be it and also i'd have to really think about you know for lorena would i be able to manufacture there maybe not not that that's necessary there's also like portugal and all that mm-hmm. depending on how much we scale but i don't know now i'm kind of like maybe la would be good because i could have you know in terms of cost it would be better i could live there i love i don't love la for like the city and that and the culture but i love it for the environment and the climate like it just makes me so happy when i'm there i think it's the sun obviously yeah i should have one question but to your point of the manufacturing in london they might not have that but my guess is that like london would have more of like the pattern makers and the seamstresses and all that kind of stuff compared to toronto no is that a fair guess or not really i would say like New York, LA, London would all have more resources just because, I mean, those cities have had, maybe not LA just by fluke because there's like um, downtown Hollywood, which there's a lot of, a lot of manufacturers and stuff, but the other cities are fashion capitals, right? Right. New York and London are like fashion capitals. So people have like validated, I guess, the fashion space a lot earlier on than we have here. So the manufacturing might be a little tougher there, but like the other stuff to help build stuff, design stuff and like come out with new concepts that might be easier than say like Toronto, for example. Yeah. I would just say it'd be more expensive in London is all I was thinking. Yeah. What about Milan? Is Milan not, I, in my head, I'm thinking like Milan's the capital of the world in terms of fashion. Mm -hmm. Am I just out like, no, no, it's there. No, it's there. I mean, we talked about New York. We talked about London. We talked about Paris. We mentioned LA and I'm like, what's going on? Milan's like, when I think fashion, I think you know, Milan. Mm-hmm. No, Paris and Milan are both up there as okay, well. Okay, so I'm not that. Out, no, those out are the main lunch. fashion weeks. Okay. Yeah. How do you say Milan? Milan. It's Milan, mm-hmm. right? Milan. Milan. I'm like, now I'm confused. You sound to say like Milan. 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 I think you said Milan a couple of times. Sorry, Milan? I was Milan? getting confused there. Oh, Sorry, maybe I am. Long <laughs> day, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never been to Milan. Paris, I've been to. Milan's you, not great. No. No. I went for you. Man, I've never been, but I've heard it's beautiful. I've never been. I'm not going to say. There's I've never like been. the Duomo and like, that's it. I yeah. Don't know. Speaking of the Duomo, it's completely off topic. Did you watch Andrea Bucelli's 
performance. No, I was. So it was like no. maybe like maybe three weeks into quarantine, two yeah. weeks into quarantine, he did this unbelievable. <laughs> again, completely off topic, but he Not did this offer. unbelievable um, performance at Il Duomo, and it just for Easter, I think. Was it for Easter? So, so maybe yeah, about a month. Yeah, actually, for, it yeah. was for Easter. So it was a month and a half into quarantine, two months into quarantine, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, that guy. I just think about it gives me goosebumps. Like yeah. it just chills oh, how yeah. good he is. You know, it's only funny. Incredible. My sister, my we have a family group chat. And she's like, we're, I guess they're watching, and I kind of saw a bit of it, but I don't remember. Like, I don't know, peaked at it. Like, it was on TV. I saw, caught a glimpse of it. But my sister mentioned her family group. She's like, this is amazing, whatever. And like a day later, she's like, guys, she's like, did you know Andrea Bocelli's blind? Is Andrea Bocelli blind? blind? Yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we all knew that. She's like, I never knew that my oh entire my life. She never knew what? that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's like, she looked the next day out of nowhere. She's like, guys, yeah, blind. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I used to listen to him when I was, my, my dad has a yeah, good just, range oh. of classic music that yeah, we yeah. were. If I could showing. sing like that. Oh. Yeah. Andrea Bocha. Isn't Pavarotti also? Pavarotti was older I think, back in the I day. Think is he dead? I think so. Oh, I know fact, I say that, yeah. I'm going to fact check well, that. The shawl will fact check yeah. that for us. We're good. So, your plan now? I was going to say, I want to switch gears though. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, back to London, like, you're there until is it open ended now? Or are you gonna say until like August, September? What's like Yeah, I'd say open ended. Um I'm gonna look for an opportunity. One one of the main goals I had in mind for moving to to the UK, London specifically, was both to network with the fashion space because there's like you have so much access to so many things, all like some of the most incredible brands are based out of there, but also, you know, to immerse myself in in a company that I can really learn from and because I feel like, you know, throughout this process, I've learned so many things that I'm like lacking almost. And I'm like, oh, I just like wish I knew more marketing or I wish I knew more of this. And I feel mm-hmm. like if I, you know, work for a company, get a bit of experience under my belt in a more corporate setting, um, that it would really benefit me and the growth of Lorena and in terms of like longevity. Yeah, so yeah. that's the goal now. Like I want to, you know, get a job. Um, hopefully I can get one in the next two months and then kind of go from there. Okay. Have you started looking out there? There's like one job that I'm going to get. It's just like a matter of time. <laughs> just, so you have your you have your eyes set on. I it. already talked to the hiring manager. I'm just like the resume or sorry, the job application keeps going on and off LinkedIn. I'm like, what is going on? You're just like watching. <laughs> I'm it. like so anxious. I'm like, like adding people on LinkedIn that like might be able oh, to recommend you there. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. We all we all know that one. But whatever, shameless, right? Yeah. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. So hopefully that works out. There's obviously some other brands too, but I feel like for those, it'll be harder to get an in. I was honestly like, I think I manifested this. I don't know how it happened. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully it kind of follows through. I hope it does just because like the idea of like doing that, when you see something, you're like, I need this, I want like this. Like it's a perfect fit. It becomes yeah. yours, right? Oh. Yeah. Is this like your dream job or if it's not, is there one brand that would be like your dream brand to work for? I've honestly never. (laughs) (laughs) Such a cheesy joke. No, I was going to say like, I've never thought like, oh, I want to work here. Okay. I never thought about applying for jobs out of school. Like I did freelance work for a while and I still do some of it. And obviously being a content creator is pretty freelance as well. Cause any collab is a technically a new client, but I don't know for me, I just never thought, oh, I want to work here. So maybe that means head of Lorena will be that's it that's, that's it the one that I know. self-employed uh, yes side note too do you know Carolyn Beaudry she's in the fashion familiar. space and she moved to London I think maybe six months ago oh okay yeah, yeah I should put you guys in touch because she's like big in the fashion space she used to work for some big designer I can't remember who yeah she, she moved at the end of the raps playoff or no 
No, no, she's been there for a little longer. She because I saw her. Yeah, she, she sits here near me the Raptors. Yeah. She, she was, was here back last here. Summer. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll put you in touch with her, yeah. Carolyn. I don't know if you listen, Carrie. If you do, hit her up. Yes, please. She probably doesn't listen. But like, <laughs> you never know. Does. Somebody who no, talks her to Carolyn on. Like, I think yeah. her models as well or something. And like, yeah, I, I think know. they're in the fashion space. Yeah, we'll we'll set we'll can put you guys in touch yeah uh switching gears a bit unless you got anything else no Switch gears. i want to talk about your podcast yeah I love talking let's to people go. about their podcast you know again one freddie gervaisi had one too uh nick enriquez had one who else had this podcast that we've been that have been on our show that's it i think yeah no oh uh, no yeah we didn't get Mila. did we get Mila on yet no Mila oh, we haven't got them on yet yeah wow, we gotta get her man. sorry the Mila. girls from save her seat too but uh we tell us about you your yet. podcast yeah, so we launched our podcast. It's called In Case You Haven't Heard, um, and we launched it October of last year. So it's something that I actually always wanted to do. My like one goal of like 2019 was start a podcast. And so you cut, you cake. Yeah, sorry, you were cutting it close. <laughs> I was cutting it close. You see how long it took me to say that? Gosh, <laughs> get me off the get me off the air. <laughs> but the reason was because after you know experiencing what it's like to be a solo entrepreneur and not having a business partner i was like i'm literally never starting a business without a business partner ever again yeah. <laughs> like i need you know to find that balance i need to have that other person especially you know if i have so many things going on already i need to like have someone keep me accountable as well yeah. which i think is important so um i met my friend and co-host danielle that year as well through the influencer space we were actually instagram friends and then you know it yeah, yeah. Blew up from there, and um, she has this sort of in-person event called Saturday Social that was kind of like a live podcast situation, and that's kind of what she was explaining to me. Um, and she'll like have people on as speakers, and she'll have you know, she'll do. I think she hosts it quarterly usually. Was this on Instagram, Facebook, or in person? Oh, it was in person. person. Awesome. Yeah, so. So she had always liked the idea of a podcast and I, we, we kind of talked about it, but not like super directly. And then one day when we were driving home from an event, cause we would be our plus ones for all these events in Toronto. Um, we're like, why don't we start a podcast? Like this idea is sick. She's like, yeah, I love that idea. And the idea was we wanted to interview like, and find out like the behind the scenes of what goes down in like people's daily lives because we're like people have so many misconceptions about the influencer space. So we're like, we can start with that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, selfishly, we also wanted to really like interview people who we admired. And mm -hmm. we're like, if we can have that one hour conversation with people who we look up to, then it's like a win win. It's just so, you know, gratifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we decided then. And then we I think that was maybe in like May. Um, and then in June, we June, July, we pre-recorded our episodes four episodes because we wanted to drop four at once to kind of see if people like you know caught on to it they yeah, have yeah. more episodes to listen to um and then we launched yeah in october finally so, so we released the fourth same time in october we yeah we dropped four and then we gave it two weeks off and then we had one episode every wednesday it's since then yeah it's interesting you say that because i know a lot of people do that like we didn't we said here's we're gonna do this we recorded <laughs> we released it maybe a couple days later we lined up another, another episode the following week we kind of went with it <laughs> we yeah we did like, we, we had a no we had an idea we had a rough plan that we were gonna do one a week but 
I the more I read up on podcasts, and I'm part of a lot of like podcast support groups and whatever you want to call. Them. <laughs> oh my god, really? I am, yeah, low key. Like, I love it. I love podcasts. Like, hey, Rick, I, like you don't know, about, I don't know if you know, Rick is like a Rick is an influencer in the uh, podcast world, in podcast the Google, world. in the Google review world, yeah, um, in the uh, in the travel Yelp picture <laughs> world. Yeah, I don't know. Rick no. does a lot of everything. So I I always said if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it well. I'm like I'm going to try my hardest and I'm going to put effort and energy into it. So we decided we were going to do this. We said we were going to do minimum year 52 episodes we're basically this idea by, started in like in florida yeah, i think florida. so by the end right, of just, august we'll be at 52 episodes or like it was your idea i think well regardless it was one of our ideas we said yeah. we want to try something new 2020 new year's resolution step out of our comfort zone and people even though me and, and we said this on the podcast numerous times That's even true. though we like to talk yeah. it's different when you're behind a microphone and you got hundreds or even some episodes thousands of people listening mm-hmm. right it's not easy like there's times where i'm i listen to myself and i'm like i can't believe i actually sound like that like do i really sound that stupid in real life wait did you say like like too many times i've, I've oh, caught myself oh my do God, that dude. there was I one episode we don't do it as much as we used to yeah you uh, get you get yeah. better so i there's know? some episodes i listen to and now I'm thinking about it, so I'm trying not to say yeah, I like. Listen. I never listen to a single one. Yeah, I, so I, I listen. Upload them and they're gone. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So I I'm, actually love how minus when I say like and all of that stuff. I really like how I sound. So when I heard it for the first time, I was like, "This is great." No. <laughs> like, See, I, love I, I think George's voice sounds great. My, you, I hate my voice, but the idea and what I was getting back Sorry, to is yeah. that you try and. I listen to myself and I try and get better. So when we first started this, I'm like, okay, podcast marketing because. If we're going to do this, we want to try and get some listeners and get it a little bit big. So I found that. Okay. So I read a bunch of articles. Then one article took me to Facebook. So on Facebook podcast support group. Okay. Perfect. Joined one of those. Then it led me to another one. Then I got a couple of friends on Facebook from podcast support groups. So we all message each other. Then I, I created a couple Instagram support groups because I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm in all these Facebook ones. Might as well make oh, God, a couple on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm not kidding. I'm in probably 10 Facebook support groups, like five Instagram support groups. I have numerous friends on Instagram that I've never met that I only talk to about podcasts. Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. I just, cause I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it properly. And George takes care of all the editing and he kind of produces the podcast. My job is more of the marketing and the guests. I so, also hate, sorry. I, and also like the support groups, all that stuff. I hate, like, I don't hate small talk on pot, like in person on podcasts. I love it. I hate being like on small talk on my Instagram, like DMs, all oh, that yeah. stuff. I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm good. You know, I'm the opposite. I'll sit there like some days I'm at the <laughs> office late at maybe seven o'clock and I'm just not in the mood to do any more work. And I know I, I'm like, I need a 30 minute break. I'll go on one of these support groups. I'm like, everyone, if you want a five-star review, hit me up and boom, I'll get like 70 reviews. And I just sit there. Hey, I'll listen to the first 30 <laughs> seconds. You're actually hey, the best. <laughs> if you, if, oh my gosh, if you count the amount of five-star either podcast reviews or Google reviews, I've given just because people ask me nicely or because I've offered like Good probably like 500 to a thousand. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Well, you should rate and review our podcast as well. I probably have already. Maybe I'll check. I'll check. <laughs> but haven't, I'll give you, I'll give you a good review. Don't worry. I got you. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah. Talking about your podcast. So you guys decided to do it and sorry, I actually had one comment before too. I feel like when you said you were Instagram friends, I feel like women more than men are so supportive on Instagram. Oh yeah. Someone was like, oh my Big God, you look so women. beautiful. Love yeah. you, that dress. Wish I could look like you. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't even think you guys know each other. Like, yeah. How do you guys know each other? But women are so supportive <laughs> yeah, on Instagram. No, or they meet true. one time and they're yeah, best they're friends. Best and friends, it's like, right? you see their comments on every picture, everything. Like, Well, it's a mixture of that. And also like, I think commenting helps with the algorithm a little bit. So yeah, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. there's yeah, a bit yeah, of that. I know but, that one. I got that one. And honest, me and my support groups, we got that. <laughs> 
so it kind of started i think as more that but we saw each other at events time and time again and then kind of built our relationship that way and she's just like i don't know we're very different but it works really well and i think that's why it works really well. who's your favorite guest i, I guess that's not a fair question who was <laughs> which episode was the one you enjoyed the most and why mm. we don't talk much fashion on this so you can say it's, it maybe maybe your listeners don't <laughs> listen to ours like well so. our guests are you know they're in from every different okay. type of career path so that's what's interesting it's it's really about interviewing people and finding out the behind the scenes of the day in the life of what they do whether they are an entrepreneur whether you know they're an athlete whether they're an actor like it doesn't really matter because we wanted to kind of break assumptions and that's what we do at the end of each podcast okay. like assumptions that they might have had before getting into what they're doing mm. versus okay. what their experience has been um but i don't know i'm trying to think we've had some really good ones um you know when you like interview guests and then you reach a point you're just like okay, like that's going to be like the quote that we pull or whatever, you know? We do this all the time. Yeah, yeah. so that's, I mean, I think the, one of those episodes would probably be it, but I'm honestly struggling to pick one yeah. right now. <laughs> well, like for us, I mean, we always say this, like for us, it's funny, like there's so many episodes we go into and we're like, wow, this was going to be great. We have like a celebrity coming on, like a, a pro athlete coming on, a vid, mm -hmm. like whatever. And the ones you like we think that are going to be like so much fun, it's like not that they're not fun but they're just different like with those ones it's amazing to hear someone's story that we wouldn't have never would have never known but then also there's ones we have like our friends on and stuff and it's like okay what are we gonna talk about like they're just they're our friends like we're, like they're doing cool stuff but we're gonna fill like an hour an hour and a half with that and then those episodes are like we find another yeah, side of our friends that minutes. we had no idea and we're like we're like two hours in we're like okay hey, we gotta cut this at some point like yeah so i think like for on our side i haven't had one that's like my favorite and i wouldn't say one guess better than the other but like I think the ones where you have people on that you know, I find for us, like the conversation is cool because you find a different side because so many people you talk in social settings mm -hmm. or like at the bar or just like yeah. small talk. So when you actually sit down and have a genuine conversation with one of your friends or someone you like know in passing, mm -hmm. I find those are cool because you just like, they open up and you see a different side of them. And that's what I do love about the podcast too. It's like you do get like an authentic conversation with someone and like they're gonna just like you know, kind of tell yeah. you everything about them versus again, yeah, small talk or yeah, yeah. talking to someone at a party or whatnot. I think two that actually just came to my mind after you said that, um, they're both friends of mine. One is like more of an acquaintance and a friend. So I know them, but like when we sat down with one's a YouTuber and one is, um, the co-founder of, so her name's Rachel Spencer. She's a YouTuber. And the other one is a co-founder of nude sticks, which is a makeup line. So at Sephora worldwide, wow. um, both from Toronto, but just like hearing like the story of like, you know their journey like we both hit that point like mid conversation we're like okay this is like so good and you just yeah. like feel like you know that warm yeah, fuzzy yeah. feeling and <laughs> honestly tackle what george said too there's like one of our best friends db like we're best <laughs> friends with this guy like, we we talk almost every single day and we talked about gaming and i'm just like what how did i not know that like my best friend is like a top 20 gamer in canada yeah and i'm like <laughs> we did not know and this we're talking i'm like and i also play video games with him so like we're, we play and i talked to him while playing video games and i did not and know we're this. talking we're like until we brought oh him on the podcast he starts telling us about like esports and like there's yeah. like they fill arenas and i'm like what in the world are like am i like do i live under a rock yeah i feel like guys aren't as like transparent about the other things that they're doing like with apparently not <laughs> yeah. as girls are yeah. i think also matters to the person like it's like 
for me, most people kind of know what I mean. Us in general, yeah. most people know what we're about. I tell like, everyone even, what I'm doing. They know yeah, every single thing. Yeah, you know? like I mean, I don't don't have much to hide. I'm pretty much an open book with anybody. Like sometimes I overshare, but like for the most part, if someone asks me, "Hey, how you doing? Like, how was your day?" Like, I'll tell you how my day was. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like, "Oh, it was good," and I'll end it. Like, I'll tell you if you want to know. How, if you're asking me how my day was, you're gonna know how my day was. Or else, if George just says good, you know something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably, Pissed, probably, probably or hungover or something <laughs> or hungry. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like one of our like literally one of our best friends, like we like we knew we played viewings, but not really. And like you just went on this like crazy like tangent for twenty minutes about sports, and like we didn't even intend to talk about that. But um, even carrying over from that too, like one of the ones that I still to this day really like was like when you had what do you think I'm gonna say? Kia. Oh, I liked him, but that wasn't what I was gonna say. Kia was joke. Kia was just funny. Vibes, it was really it was funny. Vibes. Ernesto when he came yeah, on. Ernesto, yeah. You know Ernesto, uh, the neighborhood guy, creative, yeah. native creative. Yeah, he does Never. a lot of influencer stuff too. Yeah, influencer marketing, like all I this think stuff. I, I feel like I. It's we'll more put you guys recent. in touch. Don't worry. Yeah, it, I think I listened to that. He's like we we'll he started in, like, being a promoter. Actually, we started with like yeah. Ricky and Alexander back in the day promoting, and okay. then like, anyways, kept going through marketing. But the reason I thought it was cool is because like, number one, he came out and like just blatantly said he's like. He, Sorry, let me back up a second. He's very like active on social media. Mm-hmm. He started his own his marketing firm, uh, his marketing company, and they do a lot of like social media related stuff. But also like a, he does a little bit of everything. But what I thought was cool was that like he's had two startups like fail, mm-hmm. and he came on and said like I learned from well like they grew and they didn't go where he wanted them to. He had some falling with his partners, but like he said I learned this from this. I learned this from this. This is what I do now. And like even since that episode, like he'll message me, be like, "What's up? How's this going?" He'll hype up our episodes, like all this stuff, he'll and share like everything. And I didn't know. I thought it was just a guy, like you know, you see people go into marketing from promotions. You think that they just like you know they sit in an office and yeah, it's a natural fit and do, but no, but you think they just like do flyers and stuff like. But all that's this. what he said at the beginning too. Remember, he did. Yeah. But he started his. He got an office. Like he started his own thing, and like I just. I don't know. That was why I did not expect it to go for like two hours, and that was like, yeah, it was it was, a, it was really cool talking to people that like you don't expect what they're actually doing, I guess. And like then it was what they share and what they've learned along the way. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, people can surprise you in like yeah. an awesome way. So. That's what this is also sorry, that's what this also kind of taught me. Not to judge like even more so. Like don't mm. judge you at face value. Like you see someone doing something or working in one space or doing like whatever. Like there's so much more to the story and most people again don't share everything right away. So you can see it and be like, oh yeah, he's doing this or he's that or whatever. But there's so much more to the story behind the scenes. And if you can kind of like break that surface, it makes for a lot better like conversation. Like, I think we've been bringing on a lot of like very interesting guests. And that's the idea behind every guest we bring in or bring on, sorry, that we want them to have, we want to bring on people who have an interesting story, work hard, entrepreneurs, athletes, Olympians, uh, musicians, DJs, whatever, Mm -hmm. just because a lot of them have such interesting stories. And we, we always, again, a lot of time we have that, that idea of that, that perseverance. A lot of people have faced roadblocks, like even yourself when you got your first sample and you're like, oh my God. (laughs) There's that common theme of battling perseverance and and overcoming perseverance. So, and I think we've done an honestly amazing job with our guest. We had great guests. There's not one episode where I walk out and I'm like, damn, like that wasn't fun. Yeah. Every episode I walk out and I'm- This one is also fun. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, really cool. Like, like, yeah, it's cool to hear your story. Like I didn't know about the, like the crying at Coachella, which is cool. I kind of knew like a little bit of the story, which I thought would be cool to get you on. Cause like, again, you've done like from vlogging to this, to to studying your fashion brand, which a lot of people like taking that. It's a lot of stuff. Like we, we have two of us managing what we do. And like, Mm -hmm. so take that on by yourself is, is pretty impressive. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing. How did, um, and I hate talking about COVID, but how did COVID affect your podcast? Oh, it affected in a positive way. Now, really? yeah. So our pod, 
I mean, it's affected many parts of my business, but all in positive ways. Really? So for hmm. for the pod, I'll start with that. Um, we are now able to get guests on that we would have never had access to because people are cool with Zoom calls. Yeah. So that's something that we like. Like we had the founder of Kapari on, um, which was amazing. And she's, you know, in California. Um, and we've just, I, I think we managed to, you know, pump out so much content over the past three-ish months um, that's going to, you know, take us through um, our interviews for, for the rest of the summer because of this. So it hasn't affected us at all negatively. And I do also think people have, you know, been spending more time at home, more time to listen. So they've been engaged more in, in, you know, listening to podcasts. Um, and then actually for Lorena, we launched scrunchies like right when COVID happened by accident. Um, I just like hadn't put them up yet cause I was in the UK and like I had to shoot them, whatever they literally like sustained our entire business throughout the first month and a half of quarantine. And that's what, or COVID. And that's exactly what gave me the idea that we needed to pivot our business model and launch a new product line because I saw people want to support us. They want to support our brand. They just need something that they can buy into. So like, what can we do? So that's, that's kind of how I thought let's do tops. If not, I honestly do not think that we would have even thought of that. Yeah. That's interesting because a lot of like, and I hate to say it, but COVID destroyed a lot of businesses and especially small businesses too, right? So the fact that you saw a lot of positives from that, that's amazing. Yeah, no. Like our podcast took a beating. Yeah. Really? Beating. For, we stopped recording for three weeks too. Well, yeah, well, we stopped recording and then we did a couple over the phone. We couldn't, like, we didn't do Skype right away. And then even when we did Skype, we had some quality issues on them. So mm-hmm. it, honestly, we were doing first two months, we were, I'm not saying killing it. Sorry, that's not the right word. But we had a good we trajectory. Were, yeah, we were doing very well. Like our first couple episodes, you know, we were like, we're gonna get maybe a hundred listeners. We had like seven hundred our first episode. We're like, that's amazing. And yeah. anybody's wondering the numbers, there they are. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did seven hundred. I also first. don't check the numbers. I, yeah. Like Ricky tells me all about. I don't check I, the numbers. I, I don't oh watch my the God, episodes. You're so funny. Yeah. I <laughs> upload it and I leave it. And that's yeah. It. I want to see how we're doing. Whatever right? happens, happens. You want to know? And I hate to say that viewers or downloads is a good idea of how you're doing because if me and George are happy with it we're happy with it regardless of the numbers but there's some episodes where like we leave it that was awesome that was amazing this one's gonna crush it and we're like wait a second we just got like yeah 500 200 300 on the early on yeah, ones, so the early they're on, like, even well even the covid, COVID one yeah the covid it's like ones. try not to expose the numbers now, no guys. no i'll tell them so <laughs> no, like, COVID. the first one out of covid we had a doctor on like a doctor of we uh thought Wait, uh, I listened to that. Infectious diseases. I listened yeah. to that one. We're we, like, this episode it is going to blow week, us up. First or second it week. It was via Skype. Uh, no? Fo- during, all it over was the like phone, phone to like the mic, but it still didn't sound as, yeah, wasn't, it didn't wasn't sound bad. our worst. One of our, some of our Skype ones were our worst. Yeah. With the phone to the mic, I thought it sounded okay because it was clear. It never cut out. It never cut out. That was the but thing. But I'm like, this is during uh, the start of the pandemic. We have a, a doctor of infectious in, disease who was literally living in like Argentina or Argentina, someone in South America studying like this disease. And he came back and we're like, and he's like, on the front line. We're one like, of our, like, not our worst, but just like at the time, it didn't like, we thought it was going to like take off. We literally thought overnight we're going to have a thousand. Because the content was so, you know. It's so relevant. Times, yeah. We had a, a legit guest that mm-hmm. is a specialist in this exact He was so area. smart too. I was like, after some, I was like, I have no we idea. We got him on. Go, but we thought we were going to, honestly, like, I'm not even kidding. I thought we were going to a thousand overnight. Easy. A thousand overnight. You see, yeah. this episode's going to hit 10,000. I think we got like 150 overnight. Yeah. yeah. And like, we had, it it's ended up hitting like four or 500, whatever. But if you took all our podcasts, it's on the lower half. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And it was a great conversation too. Oh like, my God. It, it was, was awesome. educational. It's like funny. We had some good jokes in there. Like, 
And then boom, it just I think you made a one point made a joke that he didn't really like catch on and just completely ignored <laughs> the joke. Silent. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so some COVID <laughs> destroyed our numbers. Not destroyed, sorry, but now we're back up to yeah. where we, we were before. And but the numbers are also important, like if you are trying to get, you know, sponsors and stuff like that in, down the line, right? So yeah. you do need to, you know, have something to show for your growth. Talking I know we were talking about this before. Tell us about your sponsor. 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 Because we only had one. Well, so no, it still doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, we had one sponsor so far. It's definitely you know something that we want to do more because as much as we love the pod, it needs to be you know profitable. Time, yeah. Yeah. Um, with everything else going on, um, but we had a guest actually. So she, they sponsored the episode, but then she also wanted to be a guest, so it kind of worked out. And she was a uh, dating coach, so she has a platform. Um, it's basically like a dating site, but it goes, it's called shift dating and it goes through all of your website or all of your profiles and like makes them better for you. If like you have no idea how to set up your profile and like Bumble or hinge or whatever. And like does all of like the talking for you until like you get to the point where like, they're like, okay, yeah, this guy's like what you want or this guy isn't. Yeah, yeah. So they basically do all like, the dirty work for you. And they're like, yeah, now you can go on the date, which is pretty dope. I yeah, feel like man. it like takes all <laughs> the annoying I like stuff out make of a it. Joke. I was going to make a joke. I was going to, it's okay. It's okay. I won't, I won't make a joke at you, buddy. Yeah, um, but what was good about the pod, about the episode and having her on was more that, you know, we we're talking about dating and our dating episodes are one of our, some of our best so yeah we've never done a dating episode I, well we had bex on so it's not a dating episode but it was my girlfriend so yeah well you technically could, it is a dating episode i guess yeah. right we didn't really talk about dating but yeah. no so i mean we've never had like a sex or dating episode. maybe we should that do would one. be good or even if you talked to like if this conversation was nothing about me and we just talked about like dating perspective like i feel like that's what people like like a male to female perspective kind of thing and yeah like, we'll try it out. i mean i love listening to guys podcasts i don't know why like more really yeah almost well, more do, all the really. podcasts like, i listen to are male dominated do you Same. listen to um medium rare yeah sometimes not all like time. i'm obsessed and i don't know why <laughs> yeah, well do you know zach kind levi or i know zach and so, like yeah, i know kind you know levi it's a little bit better right yeah, like, yeah. if i didn't Toronto. know them i wouldn't listen to it but it's but funny because you their can podcast like, is huge by the way like huge well yeah they i was talking to zach about cloud. it the other day and i'm like cloud is key what's like for me i mean just the position i'm in of what i do for a living i can't really go yeah. down that or both of us can't really yeah. go down that that vertical oh of, for of sure of they're all influencers right yeah. so it kind of works even just me personally i wouldn't feel comfortable talking on camera like that see like i would but like i know i can't yeah yeah well i, I talk <laughs> you would feel comfortable talking with the same kind of stuff like, yeah really yeah i mean i'm pretty like i don't know I'm just like very open. Whereas my co-host is like not because we actually thought about applying to like for Call Her Daddy to to Barstool, not for Call Her Daddy, but they were looking for new podcasts when all that shit went down. And I was like, we could either like do a mock-up episode or like a sample episode that's like more in that realm, which I could do no problem. But she's just like not as open. And she's also like, in relationship and I'm single so it's different yeah, perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. when I talked to Zach about uh, medium rare I ran into him a couple weeks ago and I asked him like oh how's it going he goes it's awesome like they theirs is like we have no problem getting guests on anybody we ask they're always so excited to come on and even like we'll send like you know celebs DMs and a lot of them will say yes the ones that read it at least our fourth guest was like an Olympic gold yeah medalist. our fourth guest on Olympic gold so medalist. you didn't know our, him? our first no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, Ricky, that's so that's the difference. Like I do all technical and he just shoots his shots on, yeah, on Instagram. I'll hit up like anybody knows. Like, if you, like, one our, day. her Instagram is like if I open it, it's just like A listers. And so then, like I and some like no, like but the crazy part is like as respond, we're getting closer, yeah. like we have some big guests 
like close no, we to can't being, say them, yeah, yeah we, we can't say, say but we're some pretty big ones close to being lined up which like pretty which cool. would be exciting but yeah. um like even before like the nfl draft I literally went on Instagram. I took the top 32 projected players and I had them all up. Yeah. Not one responded. Not one read it. Don't care. Yeah. No. NHL drafts in a month. Boom. Kids, let's all go. I'm going to fire up all 32 of them. Like, there you go. I have no if problem. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. If the shoe shot. Uh, but what I was saying with Zach, so he says that people don't want to come on his podcast. And like, I get it because it's literally rated R and you never yeah. know what they're going to ask. So. Uh, with ours, it's a little bit different, but I do the episodes I have listened to them for them are, are good. Yeah, again, just completely different. Than very, ours. very the opposite of ours. It's yeah, like, but like it's just I can listen to and I'm like driving and I'm like, yeah, it's is, funny. And it's I'm funny like laughing. I'm like, oh my god, this is hilarious. But yeah, like, <laughs> sometimes you need those ones. Like, you need like a good mix, right? Some stuff you want to learn from other ones. You want to play and just laugh and like like hear kind of funny stories and just like yeah, you know. Well, for them, they're. Most more of their downloads come from YouTube than actual like their. I know that's why YouTube's so key. And they I think get some episodes get like fifty thousand, eighty thousand listens or downloads. Well, Kai and Levi both vlog. Yeah, that's 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 oh Zach kind of I don't know if Zach does. He only vlogs his like vacation travels. travels, Regardless, yeah. But the thing is too, the good thing is like if you do through YouTube, Kai is like huge on 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 YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Well, he's like an he's a prop. Well, they're all I guess taken by influencers, but like Kai's done stuff with like Grey Goose, I think, and like some other actual brands, Foot Locker, something I saw on Instagram once. But like YouTube, the difference between like how we do it and upload to like Spotify and Apple, like you don't get paid by them. YouTube, if you're on YouTube, you get you can get you're getting paid directly through them. So if you're well, we do release on YouTube now. It is live on YouTube. You can find us there. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube hasn't taken off yet. Are we have more views on Spot? What was the most views on Apple, Spotify? Uh, every episode's different. It all depends, like, kind of who shares it and yeah, what their yeah. what link they the, share. The best. You know, many people thought. So, did you see we posted a video on our pals thing about like we're exclusive to like Spotify or something? I was like, Danielle, what is this? I'm like, how the fuck did they get there? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? But like, I couldn't. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, tell me. Tell me more. No, but that's the thing. Is like <laughs> you just when you got on Spotify and it took you long time to get on it no so we okay so that's the thing if you I, see this, let's explain this thing because nobody thing, really yeah, knows this thing went over everyone's head i got so many congratulatory dms so like insane. so so joe rogan yeah got his hundred million dollar podcaster in the world so we're sitting here we just finished an episode i don't know who it was and we're like rick's like yo we gotta we gotta jump on this right now i'm like are you crazy he's like no no we gotta make something funny let's that we're stupid video that like, we whatever. got an exclusive deal with spotify or something so we're like, okay, let's shoot a quick video. We put our phone down on the couch downstairs. Like, had a, we, I picked up a spoon and he had like tongs. Yeah. And like, so people, first of all, we try to make it as light as possible. Like, we're even holding real mics. So like, people are going to think it's a joke. So we're like, yeah, it's exclusive to Spotify. You'll find us only on Spotify. Like, sign a big multi-million dollar deal. And the amount of people that, and like, at the end of the video, DMs, George gets up, like, picks his wedgie and says, yeah, this like, is I funny. Yeah, like, I literally was in, like, and we're just like, were this high. Like, I look like I was wearing a thong. And, like, I thought, like, <laughs> Pull it down. I thought I was like, no one's gonna know this is serious. Well, I, I had like twenty DMs, yeah. like my mom and family, but Everyone's like they're like, like, wow, congrats, Spotify, it's amazing. I was you like, guys deserve this. You worked so hard. Yeah. I'm like, and I was like, I what? don't think they know it was a joke. And I, was, I didn't want to tell people after. I didn't tell anybody. I was like, thank you, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the kind words. Well, now you guys know. <laughs> yeah, we're now always you know. on Spotify, but like, we wanted to make it seem like we got paid a lot of money because we were legit. I was honestly like, what the fuck. <laughs> No, but honestly, like the idea of like I don't think I even messaged you because like, I was like, no, there's no way. Like, I need to like figure this out on my own. Wow, <laughs> couldn't even ask us. Couldn't eh? even give us a congratulations, eh? Well, I was like, oh, maybe like they're promoting the Joe Rogan, but like I just yeah yeah. I need a to- lot of don't like I was thinking like I still to this day I still get people been like, wow, Spotify, great job. 
I was like, man, like our Spotify, our, our, Spotify, our podcast has been on Spotify from day one. It was actually on Spotify before Apple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which ones? It's Apple that's harder, Apple takes right? longer. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning. So, at the, at beginning. the beginning. Now yeah. they're both pretty easy, but sometimes with Apple, for some reason, it doesn't download to everybody's phone right away. Yeah. So we, we release the episodes the night before and then we'll post about them the next day at like noon or five, six o'clock. Are you guys on Anchor? Uh, no, we're Podbean. Okay. We're all, like, ours is annoying. We can't actually um, upload it the night before. We have to upload it the day of and we have to choose then that the day before was the day we uploaded, if that makes sense. Like, say it's Wednesday, we upload at like 8 a.m. But like, it'll say like, only give you options for Tuesday up until 11.45. So then I'm like, our episode then kind of like is pushed down. Huh. Yeah. That's and we're with, well, we don't like our host, but we can't really seem to convert we wanted to go to anchor and we'd have to like literally re-upload every episode yeah we're, we're with podbean so far so good yeah. I, I enjoy podbean honestly yeah. we like I, we spent i spent like a day researching before we did this like started a podcast i said like what's the best hosting site and it was like three of them so podbean seemed to be okay mm-hmm. i heard but, anchor's good too though anchor's great because that's what my support group say <laughs> okay. i think i think anchor like su- like they created distribute, one of them yeah. they distribute all of your um your episode to all the platforms. I think that's why they make it yeah. like easier for you. When Anchor also, well, Podbean does this as well. They have, you can put your podcast up for like potential advertisers to advertise. But the thing is, you don't know who it is. So you just say, mm. I can have a 15 second spot here. But again, you can get a random company that has nothing to do with what your support what, groups told you. No, honestly, <laughs> oh, okay. we could, but like, <laughs> I thought you might have been like telling us yeah. your support groups we, told we you. You can put our, our podcast, like submit it or just open it up to advertisers. But then, you get a random advertiser like not for nothing. I don't want a diaper company advertising on our podcast. And yeah, it's like, not a all, even not even if it, yeah. it was a little bit of money, not for nothing. I don't care about the money. I'd rather work with brands that we like and we support. And so yeah. far, every brand we've worked with is brands that we support. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think our first one was Storyteller Beer, yeah, beverages. So they gave us a couple uh, twelve packs or whatever. That was awesome. Fours, yeah, twelve packs. We yeah. had Ilberry and Goose has done a couple things with us, and they're phenomenal. Recently, do you, we've. Do you know about Ilberry and Goose at all? They're based out of London, Ontario. Dan Phillips started the brand. Like I think when we were in he's coming on the pod too. He started making like T-shirts, like just like T-shirts with their logo, like typical like and hats. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like blown up. He's got a store where he makes like all Canadian hand, Canadian made products. Like they got like clothing, they got apothecary stuff. Candles, if I had to describe yeah. it, it's kind of like a mix of like Roots, like a Roots type store with like maybe like a store you'd find up yeah, north no, kind Ro- of thing. Roots is a good yeah. example. Yeah, like flannel, pro pill, like, like yeah, flags, blankets, candles, very socks, Canadian belts, wallets stickers everything yeah. so they sponsored a couple they do collabs too yeah they do a lot of collabs cool. we'll, we'll, we'll connect you with them but <laughs> even, honestly they're great people yeah and even recently we had universal sponsor us and that's a, a brand that you know i i take i yeah i enjoy their shop prior to this too so then you get sponsored from a company like that and it's awesome because it's a brand i believe in yeah you know they didn't pay us but we got all this amazing product mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like i picture imagine getting sponsored by something that you don't like and you're like, oh crap! That's on my podcast. People listen to it. and They associate us with that. I should probably stop selecting that feature then on on Did Podbean. Yeah, I, I can't do another George, upload. George, George is get trying, that money. George is trying to get us those crappy sponsors. Damn, I don't even listen to the episode. So even if they upload one, and I George wouldn't, wouldn't know. even know. George wouldn't even know. He'd get a yeah. message from like our moms and be yeah. like, George, what's this uh, random? Yeah, I literally don't listen. You know, do you watch so when you when you did your vlogs? Did you watch? Do you watch your vlogs? Like not when you're editing. Well, I guess that's different because like you're editing. I'm honestly so- like I think I'm more like I'm a lazy like editor slash whatever. So like I want to do it and just like do it and like put it up. Yeah. Same with like our 
our episodes like we have an editor but my co-host she listens through the episode and makes the cuts and then if there's something that we need to go over i'll go over it but then (laughs) when she uploads i normally don't listen to our episodes either but depending on the guest yeah, I usually listen to every single episode because I also checks have to the find downloads. That, I, I need don't. to check I'm that. Like, like, how are we doing? Okay, sick. I literally have <laughs> no idea. Yeah. I need to find that. Like, also, like on Instagram, we post like little clips. I need to find that. But actually, big announcement coming soon to the Pals Podcast. We may potentially have a third person involved in the podcast. Yeah. Not a host, but, but, a, but a, a manager, producer yeah. coming on the podcast. Very exciting news. Legit. So. Shout out to yeah. Rick. Yeah, so I we but got see, like to, oh yeah. Did you, like, did you find them in the pod groups? No, no, I actually didn't. <laughs> you know, I didn't post it. This Gio joke got called back twice. I love it. I love it. I don't know if you've ever heard. We always bring this up, but like how Ricky always has this like has this thing where like I'm a comedian. He finds a good joke that people like the guests laugh, like all laugh and the guests will laugh. So then he's like, I oh, got it. So like yeah, like halfway through the episode, he brings it up again. Like he'll make a reference to it. Then like three quarters. Then at the end, I'll do one Strategy. last time. Yeah. But like we just did it like twice. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of and, like, like man, I'm brushing yeah. off on people. I'm making the podcast. Your own, your style, uh, no, buddy. Nick Enriquez, when I re-listened to the full episode, I laughed at every time we brought it up. <laughs> the best was when Nick brought it up too. I died. Which, but, what was the joke on that? Um, I'm going to release everybody's unreleased music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, he was a good guy. Yeah, but no, I didn't. We found it as a, a friend. Yeah, we had some a friend of a friend. So. Up, some big yeah, you'll hear about it on the podcast soon. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to, we have two questions that we usually ask before we start to wrap it up. Um, I'll start. The first is, if there's a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Anybody at any point in time? I feel like I never heard this on any previous podcast episodes and I couldn't you Don't listen to the end. Gosh. <laughs> we cool. literally, yeah, I mean, you don't every, listen to the end. every episode. Maybe I don't listen to the end. <laughs> we, st- we started this maybe, what, week seven? It's okay, I don't listen to them either, so I don't blame you. <laughs> but Joe, you're sitting here. Who would I want to play me? Maybe Rachel McAdams. Well, that's a good one. I like that. She's like she's really, Canadian too. she's Canadian. She is really good at like different types of roles. And um, yeah. That's, that's a good answer. One. I would have said Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she's not my girl. No? No. no I don't know. All right, it's fair. Do you know? I love Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I, was, that was, I got a good Jennifer Lawrence one there. What do you mean? Oh, you that got it, like, that yeah, vibe? That's, that's the vibe I got. Jennifer Lawrence. She's talented. She's good. Yeah, but if you don't like her, you I mean, won't. I didn't really, I didn't really have an answer. <laughs> can't so really, I can't really force the answer on you, but if you yeah, want Jennifer Lawrence, her answer, okay, Rachel McGowan. Could, yeah. uh, my question: If you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Now I know you don't listen to the end of the podcast. No, no, no. This, this yeah. is the question. Now I know you don't. Since day one, we had this question. No, this, no, this is a question on many podcasts. Uh, by yeah, the way, yeah. is it? I just Fuck. want to make sure yeah, I'm giving yeah, the right yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was unique to us, man. I was so proud of the day I came up with this question. <laughs> it was like our third episode in. Um, was it maybe our fourth? Anyways, it was the first time we had a guest. But yeah. yeah, I think I've, I've switched it around recently because I actually just did like a a bio thing for myself for my brand, and I think what i would say to my younger self would be like as long as you can surround yourself around like a good support system like you can kind of do whatever you want to do it really comes down to that again it's being you know resilient and persevering but if you have a support system around you like you'll be able to achieve whatever um and that's something that i learned more recently through my experience i was like how am i even doing this and it's really because the people you know who have had my back whether it be my family and like yes i'm a sole entrepreneur and like i'm doing everything by myself but there really is you know people who like love me and like are constantly you know feeding me some something even if it's not directly correlated to my work it's like to my emotions or to my you know just 
I guess, like happiness and overall well-being. No, I like it. No yeah. iron team. Yeah. No iron yeah. team. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Honestly, it's true. Yeah, you definitely need to have the, surround yourself with the right people. Because you can really do anything. But if you have people that are like either jealous of your success or they knock you down or they don't kind of guide you in their direction, like, I mean, you can only get so far. Or if you're completely isolated. Like, if you really have no one there, like, nowhere, it's, yeah. it's like you you can't really yeah. like get through it, you know, because you need people to kind of check in on you. Like you're, you're going through an emotional roller coaster like day in and day out. And you really, when you're having your low lows, depending on how strong of a person you are, like that can, you know, be super detrimental to your mental health. Yeah. So it's great advice. I like it. I like it. That's a good, um, it's a good note there. Yeah. If people want to find out more about you, your brand, where can they find you? So you can follow me on Instagram at Christina Pittum um, or my brand Lorena at Lorena by KP um, and our podcast is you haven't heard podcast perfect we'll share everything online and uh, other than that I think uh, we're good I think we're good thank you guys so much of course a lot, thanks, of a lot of fun having you on safe travels back to the UK thank you Be safe I know just the quarantine when you get there we anything? don't right now um, I'm not gonna so. wear hazmat suit but I will have my mask and gloves on so. smart smart okay well enjoy your time there and uh, best of luck with the brand thank you all, all right. right signing off pals Peace. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I remember all of my mistakes in every eye. Got alone, no one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright.